Hello, Connecticut, and welcome to the Paid Leave Podcast. The title uh, basically says it all. I'm Nancy Barrow, and I will be delving into this new state program and how it can help you and your family. This podcast will give you information you should know about Connecticut Paid Leave and maybe just a little bit more. Connecticut Paid Leave brings peace of mind to your home, family, and workplace. Welcome to the Paid Leave Podcast. Well, welcome and thanks for joining me. I am the engagement manager for Connecticut Paid Leave. And today I have a very special guest joining me, the person who signed the Connecticut Paid Leave into law. That would be Governor Ned Lamont. Nancy, engagement manager. Nice to see you. Nice to have you with me, Governor. It seems like your family history led you to where you are now in public service. You're the eldest of three kids. You went to Philip Exeter Academy. You served as president of the student newspaper, which was called the Exponian. You volunteered at the Warren Harding High School in Bridgeport, where you taught entrepreneurship. You've been on the board of trustees for the Conservationist Service Group, for Mercy Corp, for the YMCA, and for the Young Presidents Organization. And you also served on the advisory boards of the Yale School of Management and the Brookings Institute. Your mom worked as a staffer for a senator, and your dad was an economist and worked in the Department of Housing and Urban Development during the Nixon administration. And Governor, it sort of just seems to me that this all paved the way for you to be in a life of public service. Look, we certainly talked a lot about um, public affairs at the dinner table. It was just sort of something my um, my parents and I found interesting. Sports I find interesting, too. And um, we just sort of enjoyed uh, public affairs, as you point out. Um, you know, my mom was born and raised in Puerto Rico, so she had this fascinating perspective Um and my dad, as you point out, he was at the Marshall Plan, then went to private banking. Then he went and worked for um, our favorite Romney, George Romney, Mitt Romney's dad, who was running uh, HUD, Housing and Urban Development. And I think what got me particularly inspired was uh, I had a short newspaper career. And I was uh, started up a weekly newspaper in southern Vermont called the Black River Tribute in Ludlow and um, spent a lot of time on board of selectmen and board of ed meetings and really got to know a community pretty well and uh, became a believer that government can make a difference. So the whole time I was starting my own business, I always had one foot in the public service as well. Yeah, you were a Greenwich selectman and now you're the 89th governor. How has that been for you being governor? I think it's a great job. Look, if you ran your own business, um, you know, being a legislator would be a little frustrating. But uh, being a governor is real. It's an executive job every day. Things that will make a difference for the future of the state are crossing your desk. And uh, then you got to decide what's the best background for a a governor. Maybe you want a lawyer. Maybe you want a legislator. Maybe you want a big company guy. I think coming out of small business was a um, pretty unique. I mean, most of our guys have been legislators and lawyers and stuff. Right. I have a different background, and I think as a small business, it was relevant. Yeah, definitely relevant. And it seems like Connecticut paid leave is like your baby. It was very personal for you. What were your reasons for making paid leave come to Connecticut? I think a few things. I mean, one is a um, as a parent. I was once a young parent, actually. You realize, uh, and Annie and I were both working, so you realize um, what a sickness in the family could could do to. And, and I had all the advantages. I mean, we had a babysitter. And it would it would still be a scramble, but I think more to the point, I had a small telecommunications company. You know, um, 
100, 200 people. And I was competing with Verizon and AT&T and the big guys. And, you know, they offered all these amazing benefits that were sort of tough for a small business to be able to figure out how to put together. So I think for somebody like me, I would have seen paid family and medical leave not as one more bureaucratic burden, which is sort of the stereotype, but a way that allows me to keep my employees working, keep them working at my company. They don't feel like they have to go to Verizon to get those type of benefits. Yeah, that's the kicker right there, is that it really helps families. And there's a misnomer that it's not friendly to businesses, or some business owners will say that. What is your response to that? Uh, Look, I think they're wrong. I think Connecticut's greatest strength, it will be our workforce. It always has been. We got to attract, retain the best workers in the world. If I've got somebody at my office, they're really good, they're trained, and then um, she has to leave for a pregnancy and there's a complication, I can't accommodate that. I've lost her. That's a loss for her. And it's a loss for me as the employer as well. I want people to look to the state of Connecticut and say it's an incredibly family-friendly state. This is a place where I want to go. This is a place where I want to start a family because we have programs like paid family and medical leave. Yeah, I think you have described it as one of the most generous in the nation. Was that something that you really thought about? Like, why did it have to be the most in the nation? It's- most in the sense that it gets down to a tiny companies, tiny uh, companies of one or two. Here's the reason for that. Less and less of us are working for great big companies. More and more of us are independent contractors starting up our own thing. So I wanted to make sure that those folks had an opportunity for coverage as well. So it's the employee that pays the uh, fee and it's the employee that gets the benefit of that. So it's generous in the sense that You can be somebody starting up a business that's been going for a couple of years. You have an illness in the family. You're part of paid family medical leave. You're covered. Yeah, which is fantastic. Was there ever an aha moment for you that said, I have to do this for the state of Connecticut before I have to do this while I'm governor? What was it that made you feel that this was so necessary right now? I had my company. I had um. I had a really amazing woman and she was a controller named Carmela and uh, she was having her first child and it was uh, taking a while. And I was, you know, scrambling and get you over here to daycare and work part time. And um, because I could not afford to leave Carmela. So that um, that was one of the minders of what we wanted to do. And and, and secondly, Nancy, um, they've been talking about paid family and medical leave for years in this state. And I just thought it was time we got to make up our mind. What type of workforce do we want? What type of a state do we want to be? Let's pass it or not. Move on. Thank God we passed it. They got it done on budget, ahead of schedule, actually under budget and uh, on schedule. So that's really important. And and I got to say, it's important for me. I, I believe in government. I believe in good government. A lot of people make promises, but then they sort of get casual on the delivery. I got to say, with you and Andrea and our team, we were not casual in delivery. We deliver the goods. And Aflac was a very strong partner for us. Andrea Barton-Reeves, she's an amazing leader. How did you find her? I knew Andrea. I knew her because, A, she was an executive who knew how to run something. I thought that was a big plus. This is going to be a $400 million a year company, a paid family medical leave. I like the fact that she had a little bit of an insurance background. So the numbers were something she could understand. 
And she had a heart and the understanding to make this thing real. She's done a great job leading this whole team. She's quite amazing. That was a big feat for you. Uh, workers and our neighbors in Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, they all have paid leave. We're the eighth state, I believe. And I think there's three more that are coming, Maine, Colorado, and Virginia. What advice would you give them? Talk to Andrea <laughs> and uh, see what we got right and see what we can do better. Um, you know, she did the RFP. She can tell you about AFLAC. We can say, look, many places want to um, administer all paid family medical leave internally with state employees. We said we want to do it the most efficient way possible. You know, AFLAC was helpful. We didn't have to pay for all the capital costs and the computer equipment ourselves. They've got it bigger, so it'll be able to extend it to other um you know, states as well, but no need to reinvent the wheel. I think we're off to a pretty good start. And I would talk to Andrea. Were you surprised that every single health condition uh, was applied for? So one was caring for your own health, caring for the loved one, uh, creating or expanding your family through birth or foster care or adoption, addressing issues rising from family violence. We had people for organ donation and bone marrow donation and caring for a military family member. Every single reason for leave was applied for in the first month. These are all reasons that people used to have to quit work because they had this type of an obligation. Right, right. And that's bad for employee and bad for employer. You want to make sure that you can accommodate that great employee in a moment of need in their family and give them an opportunity to come back. What are you most proud of about Connecticut paid leave? Uh, I'm proud of the fact that we are um, perceived as one of the most family friendly states in the country. And paid family and medical leave is a big piece of that. And it's a little bit of our DNA, right? You remember it was uh, Senator Chris Dodd who said we're going to have um, family and medical leave, not paid, but at least he had a job guaranteed. It was Rosa DeLauro who said, let's uh, see if we can take this to the next level. And it was uh, Connecticut that took the lead and we're the eighth in the country. And now Rosa is trying to see what we can do at the federal level. So we got some roots there. What do you think about that with the federal issue? Do you think we'll ever get one? I think we will. You but do. this is the way the system is supposed to work. I mean, you've got these states, they're laboratories of democracy, and Connecticut did it one way, and California did it another way. And you have five or eight years of experience, and you say, oh, my God, their actuarial assumptions were all wrong. Or actually, they got it right, and the thing is managing itself. And then if the feds say this is something we ought to do on a national basis, they've got a running head start. Yeah, there's only uh, Papua New Guinea, Tonga, the Marshall Islands, the Federated States of Micronesia, Noro and Palau, and the United States that don't have a comprehensive paid leave program. What do you want your legacy to be as governor? That uh, This is a state that has uh, got such amazing potential. We were not living up to our potential for the last 30, 40 years. We were very slow in job creation. We we're not very entrepreneurial. And a lot of people were sort of down on Connecticut, last one out, turn out the lights, GE. And I like to think uh, we can turn around. We can turn around that attitude. We can turn around uh, the moving vans. They start coming back to the state of Connecticut. We turn it around with people being able to start up businesses and to keep our amazing schools going. And I do believe the paid family medical leave is right at the heart of that attracting the very best workforce in the world and allowing them to keep working through uh, family tribulations. You have done a lot. Uh, there's a lot of programs that you created, COVID testing, 
uh, COVID vaccine protocols, masking mandates, and you've done the Connecticut paid leave during a pandemic. How difficult was that? We have a lot on our plate. There's no question about it. And uh, look, my point is, okay, we've got COVID, but you don't stop. You're going to have to continue to live your life as a family, and we're going to have to continue to live our lives as a uh, state and as a government. And everything we did during this pandemic was to accelerate the day we could get back to our new normal. And that means legislation doesn't stop and business doesn't stop. And you know me, schools don't stop. What are you focusing on now? Uh, Two things. I think, one, we've got a lot of positive momentum. I want to keep that momentum, what that means in terms of attracting young people to the state, attracting businesses, you know, job creation. Uh, And I want to show that government can deliver. If you believe in good government, like I said before, you've got to deliver um, on an efficient way. We're getting uh, billions of dollars from the federal government for what they call infrastructure, and that's going to be transformative for our states. We're going to take 15, 20 minutes off your commute. We're going to have high-speed rail going from Boston through Connecticut to New York and beyond. These are all things that allow Connecticut to live up to its potential as long as we do it right. And as long as we keep an eye on efficient management of these resources to give you confidence, we made a difference. When people say Ned Lamont, what do you want them to remember about you? An optimist who earned your optimism. We got things done. We made a difference. That at the end of, uh, you know, 10 years in the state of Connecticut, you can say uh, the state is um, on the right track and doing better every day. And that means for everybody, by the way, not just, you know, no trickle down. That means it's a broad based prosperity that everybody gets the opportunity. Well, it's been an interesting road for me being in Connecticut paid leave and seeing how much it's changed from me being here in July to actually seeing it work. That has to be pretty satisfying for you, too. Look, it's really satisfying what uh, Andre and the team were able to do, get this up and operating really without a speed bump. Look at what's going on in other states. They stopped. They started. Um And it shows that government can work. It can work on behalf of the people. Thank you so much for being on the Paid Leave Podcast, Governor Lamont. And thanks for talking about the important program that helps uh, the people of Connecticut. It really does help the people of Connecticut. Well, thank you, Nancy. You're great. If you did this radio thing before, you seem sort of a natural at it. Just saying. A little bit. (laughs) All right, everybody. Take advantage. Yep. And good luck in your reelection. Thank you. Appreciate that. If you would like more information about Connecticut Paid Leave, please visit our website at ConnecticutPaidLeave.org. Next month, March, is Women's History Month. Please join me as we celebrate important women in the Connecticut Paid Leave movement. This has been another edition of the Paid Leave Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you'll be notified about new podcasts that become available. Connecticut Paid Leave is a public act with a personal purpose. I'm Nancy Barrow, and thanks for listening.